0: Stay tuned now for Pomo Perspective. i'm alicia bales i'm live in the studio our host today michael hunter is calling in from the road hey michael
1: let's try this again
0: there you are (laughs) try that again good morning good morning morning.
1: i'm in lake tahoe here spent father's day weekend and our vacation loading up getting ready to head home back to mendocino county it's beautiful out here it's kind of cool to be able to take a do a radio show while you're looking over the lake.
2: Yes, not the wonders
0: day. of technology. Well, I'm glad you had um a, a celebration. I'm glad you were celebrated for Father's Day. How was it?
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I had my three grandchildren, you know, and it's not it's not easy loading up everybody and getting them over, but we did it. We succeeded. We did it. We're a better family. We've been outdoors hiking. You can we even have the three year old out there hiking with us, so it's pretty big. it's been an amazing experience for me and my family.
0: You're gonna need a vacation well, let's talk about your vacation, that. I guess, when you Yeah. Get
1: back. <laughs> yeah, for sure I need a vacation. No, I don't know. I don't think so. We we did it right. We relaxed, I enjoyed it, I got my rest, feel good about it. Oh good. Ready to get home and do some good work.
0: All right, so give us the latest. What's going on with your work?
1: Well, we'll talk about Jackson demonstrations at State Forest a little bit. Our next meeting's on the 27th coming up. We've had some correspondence between Cal Fire and um, the California Natural Resources Agency, connecting them with the local community over there so they could share their experiences. And I think we're finally bridging that. We never had that bridge between the local community and the California Natural Resources Agency, nor CAL FIRE, to be honest. The bridge between there was Kevin Conway. And Kevin has a whole different vision of that forest than we do. He believes it's okay to, you know, timber for budget reasons and things like that. And Like, now we're fighting an environmental crisis now, so game's change, but he has the old school, I call it pioneer lineal descendancy, so he comes from that age where they thought they were managing it for four generations, when the reality is they're putting us in a fire, fire crisis, you know? So I think I did a pretty good job of trying to build that relationship, get some correspondence going between the local community, and I know they're working together to try to allow um, the mills to take out some of the fallen logs that they've already fallen as long as there's not more cutting to get the falling logs. So we're trying to figure out is there a way for the community and the mill as well to, you know, continue their production that they're doing without cutting more because that's kind of our stalemate there. But we're getting somewhere. Seems like it. I know uh, the community has been working pretty hard on on their ideas of what a healthy forest could look like. I know uh, the tribe, myself, and my consultants are doing the same. You know, we're also preparing for legal just in case negotiations don't go well. So we have that in our arsenal and just trying to make sure that we cover all all angles to protect those forests. You know, I'm really curious what the community thinks, and maybe we could start opening up some calls earlier because I want to see some of the things they would like to see or tell me some of the things they'd like to have in the forest or ask questions for an update. But I do worry those one people that call in, they just want to be heard. They should probably wait because we're doing some work here. So if you want to maybe put a number for us.
0: Yeah, sure. So the question is, what do people want to see in terms of the community's role for forest health in Jackson Demonstration State Forest?
1: yeah i think so yeah exactly so for the tribe we know well go ahead and put the number out okay and
0: the number is 707-895-2448 the lines are open
1: yeah and so for us co-managing means we want to be not only draft the the new force management plan before it goes to public comment but also be part of co-managing it as we are restoring the forest there's a lot of work that has to be done we want to make sure we're participating in that if um and just and to be honest probably leading that we've already seen the uh, the perspective of cal fire and we we're just we need to change that so we want to take the lead as far as tribal's concerned on what can be cut what what cannot be cut and how to restore what are fire break lines and things like that. But I'm always curious, like, did the, did the, what does the community want to see as far as maybe some of the say they want? You know, what maybe uh, Cal Fire and, and the California Natural Resources Agency need to have a more robust process of community input. I know the last uh, Casper 500, they gave the tribes, like, 30 days online during COVID, you know, and that can't be a process. They didn't, do, they didn't give anybody, the community, the uh, opportunity to give input, and that's why we're in the predicament we're in. So maybe the community could come up with some ideas on how they want more checks and balances. I'm curious.
0: All right, and you are in direct conversation with the California Natural Resources Agency and Cal Fire. So this feedback, if people want to call in to 707-895-2448, this is pretty direct uh, input here that people have an opportunity to give. We do have a call. Let's see what they have to say. Good morning, right. caller. You are live on KZYX with Michael Hunter.
3: Hello, uh, Mike. Michael Hunter. This is uh, John Canan from Covelo. I, uh, I'm the guy that's uh, utilizing this small diameter suppressed growth, Doug Burr, making this uh, beautiful furniture, uh, teaching it at, uh, at the Waldorf School in Calpella and also at uh, River Oak. Uh, we were at a meeting, uh, Forest Harmony meeting in Laytonville. Uh, it was really sponsored by the Hill River Recovery uh, people pat higgins specifically and we were talking about forest health and and how we can manage these forests without destroying them and everybody agreed that these small diameter trees are creating a huge problem uh not just a fire hazard but also impeding wildlife and and uh other creatures moving through the forest uh they're just uh, thick. I estimated a fourth of them were dead standing. But, I, you know, I don't want to go into all of that forest health talk right now. What my idea is to have, uh, you remember that uh, uh, PBS show, The Woodwrights, where uh, the, the craftsman walked down the railroad tracks with his toolbox and he went into this old barn and Opened the doors and there was this uh, old style, you know, pre-industrial revolution uh, era wood shop and he went in there and showed us how to use all these hand tools. And I think if there were an older uh, craftsperson that had a spot there in the forest where he could clear that brush and dead wood and make all these beautiful uh, wooden things uh, that could be uh, sold or, uh, you know, if he was on some kind of a salary, could be given to the public and he could teach these kinds of classes. That's my idea. Thank you very much. I I love the work you're doing. And uh, shout out to Lisa Bales for all the uh, information we're getting. Thank you.
1: All right, thanks. For yeah, the you're call. welcome. I. Re- you know, I, I brought up the. Uh, what Jessica, I forget her last name. It's either Moore Morrison, but she's the deputy director for the California Natural Resources Agency. And she said to me in one of our groups, and said that she, she asked me about should we not be able to cut down large trees because it would actually help the forest. And I remember that question, those kind of that rhetoric being utilized early on before I started before we all started this journey together. And and I was, and I told her, I said, I understand where you're coming from because that's the reason Cal Fire gives you to for the reason to cut large big trees as if they're making a better forest. I said, but that's like 5% of the conversation. But in her mind, it was 100%. So I was like, wow. And I said, I, so I went out to, uh, I told Crowfoot, I said, I think for that 5%, those issues where we have to cut those large trees, that we, uh, that we ha- hire locals to go in there. And we do some sort of grant for this. So they could fall it, pull it out the way it's supposed to be done. If that's the case, because it's rare, it's like five percent of the conversation. But I also think this is, and this is something we need to do for for uh, for thinning it out, like you're saying, for smaller tools. I think instead of doing these tests, they call tests or demonstration community and, and do grants for people that are actually going to thin the forest actually do what needs to be done correctly instead of giving these grants to do these crazy tests from these different colleges out there so i think that's something we need to work on thanks for bringing that up that'll be in my mind all right so sort we, of
0: pilot we, projects
1: yeah when we sub this worked out all cal fire doesn't sub it out they're not working there's a reason they're yeah. pushing 250 in their trucks driving around they ain't getting out of those trucks <laughs> for the truck we have another call michael
0: Alright. 707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
4: Hi, this is Dan from Philo. Hey, Dan. Um, So my question was, um, I've, I've been around here for around 11 years, and I know about the Jackson Demonstration Force, and I've been a few times. What does it demonstrate Right, like, does it demonstrate, you know, conservation practices, um, mindful logging practices, uh, cal fire? I don't get it. So, I'm right. wondering if you guys could help me out with that.
1: Well, we have to rewrite that forest management plan, and okay. we and we have to make sure that. That we're only cutting to restore that land. Before we got involved, Cal Fire actually cut timber to subsidize their own budget. So that right there is a set, that sets you up for failure, right? Because the more, the, the more you fund your budget means the more trees you cut. It's just, it's just backwards, mm-hmm. you know? But they mm-hmm. funded, so um, credit to Secretary Crowfoot he's he's raised, he's got the money from the governors for for 2 years i think it's 20 million 10 million each for that department so they don't have to rely on on subsidizing their budget from timber but we need to push to make sure that, that that funding is permanent so they never have to and then when we re- rewrite this forest management plan we have to make sure that we're only cutting for for the benefit of the environment only and that's, that'll be our number one goal or else we won't be at the table so so basically,
4: Cal Fire was managing a state park, and what they were doing was reaching into it and hauling out lumber as a piggy bank because they were underfunded through the state government. And now exactly. um, the Secretary Crowfoot was able to secure their funding, so now they've lost interest in logging in the demonstration forest, and now we have the opportunity to demonstrate what, like what a good forest management program would look like? Is that why we're supposed to be getting involved as far as
1: rewriting the management practice? Yes. Yes. We're going to, we work together, our community and the tribes. We, we took a sure. big stand. We got over 500 people at mm-hmm. that capital, and that got us to the table and we're at the table right. and they recognize what, what happened and what went wrong. And I believe Profoot wants to rewrite this to make it, uh, possible to where we could take the lead in, in California for sure. It's the largest state forest, 50,000 acres. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could do mm-hmm. it here, mm-hmm. what happens to California could go to other state forests and so on and so on, you know. So that's our game plan isn't just JDSF, but to figure out how to do this for all of California and then moving on. And I think Crowfoot has that vision too, but he's only got funding for two years for CAL FIRE. So we need to put, push, put pressure on the government to make sure that, you know, if you want to, you can call Senator McGuire. He's been absent for all of mm-hmm. this. Assemblyman um, mm-hmm. Wood mm-hmm. absent. Congressman Huffman because he thinks it's a, it's a state issue, and I'm like, well, I'm a federal tribe. Who better? You're a congressman, mm-hmm. federal government, you know. But they don't want to get involved because you know they they would rather turn a blind eye. But if you call them and tell them, at least push for funding to not um, to fund the state forest or Cal Fire. I'm sorry to fund Calfire for forever. For two years, but forever, it would to be part of your permanent budget. That would be good to call your local representatives for.
0: All right, we okay. Have, we and have then another call, Dan. You want to kind of make your last comment?
4: Yeah, the last thing. So then, what do we do now to go forward with managing the forest ourselves instead of letting Cal Fire or
1: the state do it? Thank you.
0: All right,
4: thank
1: you. Yeah. Well, we're at pause. That's the. That's, we're trying to figure out that next step. It's like walking in the snow. You never know how deep it is, so you're kind of careful walking, and that's what we're doing, a, a dance with the uh, state. But, you know, they're they're at the table, and, and to be honest, I feel like they want to do the same. We just got to make sure that um, whatever's written comes from us.
0: All right. It's Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter. Uh, we are taking calls, 707-895-2448, and we have another call. Good morning, caller. You are live on the air.
5: Well, thanks for taking my call. So here's something that I'm noticing about um, uh, what I would see would be terrific forest management um, that has fallen uh, by the wayside is that I've walked the trails in uh, Jackson, and um, over the past four or five years, I've noticed that there hasn't been any, upkeep of the trails and the trails that used to be walkable are no longer walkable and some of them have or are walkable with a lot of difficulty and some of the trails have just grown grown back, um, recovered back to forest and um, I think that those trails if they're going to be, if you know, at a demonstration forest, those trails need to be accessible, and also um, from the forest to the coast. That's really, in 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 some areas, the only route route out of uh, the area in case of um, fire uh, from the forest down to the coast. If these one-way no. Um, Areas that are only one would only be one in ingress, no out, no egress. uh, Were to happen during a fire, um, those forest trails become an escape route, and um, they're not they're they're barely accessible. And so I would I would love to see them uh, do the management uh, that of of what already exists to allow us to use the trails for pleasure and also for emergency. So I just wanted to put that out.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. I think uh, you know I heard Conway say in Cal Fire say uh, that they, if they don't get to timber, they can't fund these types of programs to take care of these trails. Well, we know for a fact that secret it's in the newspaper. You can read it. Um, that Crowfoot raised money for the next two years. So the money's there for them to do the work. I've always felt that that forest was mismanaged from the from the beginning. I mean, if you, if everybody really gets out there and and just looks with their own eyes, you could tell it's mismanaged. So I think there's a reason that they don't take care of the trails because they don't know what they're doing is being mismanaged by Conway, and you know that's why we have to figure out who the practitioners are or who the people are on the ground. Are they really wanting to do the work? I walk out there and pick up garbage and I see a truck, a Cal Fire truck drive by me because they check. They want to make sure where I am all the time. Seems so it's like, well, they drive by me and I'm picking up garbage just to do it. And they don't pick up anything. And I'm like, come on, bro. You're going to drive by this. So what I know is if you can't take care of the obvious, you're not taking care of the big picture. So, you know, if they can't even take care of your trails, how can you expect them to manage the forest? I mean, I'm with you. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, it's like they think us locals are these yahoos or these radicals or this or that. And I'm just like, no, we're just people that lived here our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And you might want to hear us because we're pretty knowledgeable. But, yeah, I'm just sorry if I get frustrated on that, but I'm with you.
5: Well, thank you, Michael. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think I'll include that. in uh, I'll include my... Um, rant uh, this part of my rant uh, in in a letter.
1: Yeah, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. You take good care. You right. too.
5: Thank you for the call. We
1: need we need yeah. We, that one.
0: Uh, we do have another call. It's 707-895-2448. You want to take it?
1: Sure. Let's keep it coming. Okay. It's Fun.
0: Yeah. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Whoops. Hi.
6: <laughs> oh, I. No, I've, I have been concerned about the Jackson State Forest for the three years that I've lived here. I'm originally a Californian, but I, I lived 30 years in North Idaho, and there I was closely associated with with people in forestry, including researchers and ecologists and recreationists. And I'm um, I'm just I I think that you know I, I need to get involved with the Jackson Forest to see if they would like just, you know, another member at large, um, but I, I I just feel that there's a lack of, of concern or interest in the, um, you know, in the long-term viability of that forest. I mean, among the public, that, that everyone is, is like, you know, we're all approaching the elephant as semi-blind people, that we have our own little interests, and... And I I think the biggest interest seems to be recreation, but but if, if there isn't the health of the forest and budget is always important and and with any forest, because we all use wood, I mean we especially revere it for um you know, for the, the wood products themselves, the wood itself, but um not in our state forest. And I, though, I don't right.
1: think pardon, pardon me? not in our state forest. Not in our state forest. And the other, I think, so uh, for wood excuse products, me, but, I just—I'm not trying to interrupt excuse you. Excuse going but, on for a long time, and I want to make sure that the people that are listening understand the conversation, not just yours. It's important to me. Okay. Sure. Okay. So,
6: okay, so, but it is—it so, is, it so is a demonstration forest. Um, okay, sir. It, it is a demonstration for us and that means that it should be showing good forest practices to help maintain. You know, looking into the future, and I would suggest that the forest management people should be working more closely with expert resources that we have, like like the Cal Poly University used to be called Humboldt State. Work with their forest people. There's a lot of varied expertise there, and we we need to be concerned not simply with, with the wonderful recreation possibilities, and this is... I know it's a unique forest in terms of its size and, you know, what a beautiful area we are, but but we also need to be looking at simply the science of uh, tree selection, for one thing, uh, because we have a changing climate and there's just a lot involved here and I, I think we need to be not simply looking at how enjoyable it is, but, but what's going to be
7: great right. for the forest uh, if this long-term. is why i got to butt
1: in again, then you get mad at me. What I'm, what I'm just trying okay. to say is I'm part of the conversation. Okay. okay. Yeah. I want to have the conversation with people that call in. But if they're just calling in to say, then it's just not, it doesn't work both ways. So one thing that I think is important, i agree with you 100% and I don't think you understood that. What I was wanted to make sure is that our goal for the Jackson Demonstration State Forest is that it's not used for commercial use, only for restoring this land. We have to do exactly what you're saying. But we have to work with the locals as well that like to use it for rec, you know? And so that's kind of the team we've built. But if you check out MendocinoTrailStewards.com or com, you'll find out that the community is engaged like never before. Like I said, we had oh, rallies up to yes, 500 I people at that. the capital, So they're engaged. And if you want to get involved, Mendocino Trail Stewards, they're great. they would be a good group to get in contact with. And you get to I'm, be a so part I'm, of... I'm,
6: I'm, it- I, I understand what you're saying, but, okay. you know, I, I, okay. You already said I, yours? I'm not in complete. <laughs> Don't worry
1: like about me? it. You already said what you wanted to. I got it. I was yeah. just enjoying okay. the conversation. Thank you very much. But next time, okay, thank you.
0: All yeah. right. Thank you, caller. Um, the phone lines are open. I, just, I it's- love these. Yeah, no, it's really fun. It's rare that we get a chance to just open up the lines and hear what people are thinking and what they have to say. It's actually, it's a holiday. So kind of feels holiday-ish around here, too. You're, you're up in Tahoe vacationing. Um, the parking lot here at MCOE is completely empty. It's just kind of like, it feels like a day to just open up the lines and chat. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's fun for me because I got to learn different etiquettes. Like the lady that just spoke with me today, that's a whole, I never, I never really, um, crossed those kind of etiquettes, you know, but it's common. So I'm trying to learn. I'm, you know, I'm a product of the Cuyahoga Valley Indian Reservation. That's so where I was born and raised, you know. So for me, I've learned the etiquettes of Native Americans, my community, but it's hard to understand a whole new community, it's, but I'm having a great time. So please, please, if I, uh, if you think I'm coming across root, it's not. I'm just not as knowledgeable in everybody's etiquette.
2: What do you think,
0: from all of this experience over the last couple of years with Jackson Demonstration State Forest, what do you think the difference in etiquette is?
1: Oh, my God. You know, when I met the community over there on the coast, I've never, I've done a lot of work, and you, you don't get gratitude for the work you do. And you don't expect it. Oh, she shouldn't be doing it, right? So you never think it. But when I started doing, you know, working hard over there, the people started noticing how much time, energy, and, you know, thought I'm willing to put into this. And then they started to join us and We started doing rallies. Man, I've never felt so great in my life. Like, that's like new energy. It, it motivates me. You know, you wake up. You wake up early because you want to work on this. You know, you want to get people more engaged. You want to get people more involved. You want to get on the radio and share. You want to get on social media. So these people just motivated me over there. And I just love them. Now when I get to Inland to Ukiah, where I am, everybody, <laughs> they're not engaged. It's too easy, something. But that coastal community over there, great. Now I do get some of the mean people. You know, I get notes thrown in my car. Really? Yeah. And you know, I get the, I get the, you're walking across and three dudes staring at me and just letting me know they know who I am, you know. but. I, you know, I was raised on a reservation, so you grow up knowing that, and then you you take these battles on knowing that's what comes with it. So it is what it is. All right. It's Pomo you
0: know? Perspective. Uh, your host is Michael Hunter, and the phone lines are ringing off the hook. Michael, do you want to take another call? No, no,
1: this is fun. Yes.
0: All right. 707-895-2448. 707-895-2448. We'll take our next call. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
8: Hi. Hi. Um, I don't know, listening to that last call, something struck me that I've been thinking a lot about, and this might be a good time to say it. Um, Recently, science has seemed to have been afforded mm, the respect of a religion or something almost. And I would just like to remind people that science is amoral. And human beings, humanity, have the capacity for a conscience and a moral compass and a moral imagination. And so, um, a better living through science. Um, I could go on and on. Science uh, has been uh, done many harmful things. It's very processed tends to be to uh, mm, kill and inspect the dead things anyway I just want to say um, whew, conscious moral human beings with a conscience have real authority to manage human life and they uh, are qualified to uh, possibly manage the nature that we are to be stewards of, and not science. And science really needs to be put in its place. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I don't... That one threw me a curve, to be honest with you, Alicia. Yeah? Like, I don't really know what was being said or asked there. Maybe you could help me.
0: Um, well, I heard the... The previous caller suggests that, um, Humboldt State or what are they calling it now? Cal Poly Humboldt, uh, would be a good resource to bring into the discussion about, um, Jackson State and the management because there's so much science going on up there. And I think, um, forgive me callers if I, if I have this wrong, but what I heard the, the last caller say is that, um, science uh the last caller expressed skepticism about science as um a, a, as a like the ultimate knowledge system right that there's other ways of knowing um and concern about um science's uh, moral neutrality right that, that 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 there's a moral um question in the management of the forest that science isn't capable of of knowing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily no, agree or right. disagree with anybody in the right. comments that they just said. But I, what I was thinking was, you know, there is, um, tr- there's indigenous ways of knowing that science is kind of ignored or, or sidelined. Um, that the tribal co-management idea is trying to bring into the conversation that there's there are different ways of knowing, like you're saying with the community, sure. with science, with with tribal... Um,
1: animals. Uh, animals. Uh-huh. You know, and animals is the key one. So when we're looking at documents, and I'm learning, too, just so you know, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in this. I did a lot of more economic development, tribal government building. So this is new, but I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm learning. And what I see is the Native American aspect really left out, and they don't include the animals, like, ever, ever, in any of their writings, even even in our community, you know? The, you know. So we always have to say, hey, don't forget about the animals. But we don't come through it. My, my friend says science is key, but it, it's, it's who the practitioner is, right? So who's utilizing that science to be able to make it work? But if you're a person that came here... And your eyes, your lens looks at that forest. They were staring into a forest. And you say, this is how I would fix it. Well, you got to look through it through an elk's eyes. If he has big, you know, horns, he can't get through certain areas. So that's what you do. And that you have to take that into consideration, the animals, and if you don't take them into consideration, you're never going to have them come back through, eat all the stuff they're supposed to eat, poop all over, eat, you know, stomp all over the ground and Speaking make it, of make that it more
0: salmon, usable. How the salmon yeah. interact with this place. All right. Well, the phone lines are ringing off. Look, do you want to take another call? Yeah. Okay. 707-895-2448. Good morning, caller. You're live on Pomo Perspective. Oh, hi. I
9: had a couple things to say. One is the first line of etiquette is to breathe through your nose and let your people finish until they're done. The other one is I don't like the forest management because they spray pheromones, which are synthetic estrogens to make the bugs go gay so they don't multiply as much. And it affects the people the same because they mess with the hormones of people. So taking your little boy to the forest or your little girl, like the ad says, and doing the mommy daddy thing can be very dangerous to their health because they sprayed the
1: pheromones. What do you, what do you mean they that, spray the pheromones? I'm uneducated on this. Help me out on that.
9: Okay. Pheromones are a chemical that mimics estrogen, which is a female hormone that we all need. Men need hormones, female hormones, and male. And same with women. Only thing is, men are supposed to have more testosterone, but estrogen kills testosterone. So it makes men feminine. Okay, this and, is
0: not actually factually well, correct. Well,
1: it's true. It's, oh, yeah. yes, okay, it is. It was, it's very true. I thought it was true. Just kind of talking out there It's a pheromone, it it's cut a this hormone. conversation off, though. Okay, shall Maybe I? Just cut this one okay. off. Okay, thanks a lot. I don't think so. Hey, All right. But, you know, I like to, I do breathe those four or five times. So I do try that. But sometimes I'm like going, man, I don't want to keep doing this, right? So if I cut you off, I apologize if I cut you off too soon. But sometimes it's, I just don't want to go in that direction. And I really do value my time too. But do we have any other calls? Uh,
0: not yet, but the phone lines are open. It's 707 895 2448. Yeah, that was an interesting call. I've I'm never glad heard, you told
1: yeah, me that because uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I don't know because I'm pretty ignorant.
0: Up. Uh, make oh. make sure we. Um, the phone lines are open, 707-895-2448, and um, the phone lines are ringing off the hook. I, it's the first I've heard of spraying pheromones in the forest to make the bugs gay. I don't think that's real. I think that is I'm not glad
1: happening. glad you cut them off. Yeah, <laughs> but, okay. What do I cut off? I'm breathing through my nose. The
0: wonders of science. Okay. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
10: Good morning. Really good conversation. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Um, hey, this is Gizmo. I just wanted to call and, um, bring the word balance. because I think that that's, uh, that's something that we're, we're all shooting for. I think we all have very similar core values here. It's just kind of creating that circle, um, to create that balance, in, in my opinion. And I also wanted to say I sense your frustration. Um, you know, there's a lot of absolutes that were put on us for a long time. You know, all fires are bad. And after 120 years, we realized that the Native Americans were really correct in what they were doing. All fires are not bad. It's just how you utilize it. And also, I just wanted to say that there are some science involved. Appreciate that. We also need to appreciate that history here, especially here, for the last 30 to 40 years, We've been doing things here that, you know, people thought were crazy, but now they're embracing it, and um, it's changing the world. And I just wanted to say that also that, uh, you know, like you, on occasion, I walk barefoot so I can feel the ground, and I feel that Mother Earth is crying out for us, and we, we're leaders here. We need to realize that and continue to change policies and the rest of the world will will follow us and so i really appreciate what you're doing and um i know there's money out there i just attended the mendocino county climate action advisory committee meeting and there were uh several grants from california and from the feds uh for a lot of money out there right now so um if we can create that plan, um, I think that we would, that a lot of people around the world would look to us as leaders and want to come here, and um, I think those are the people that we want to draw here. So um, that's my comment. Thanks for the time.
1: Yeah, that was great. You know, when <clears throat> all the way through school and in high school, logging was big in Mendocino County, and the, all the teachers, most of the teachers of the students, they were all for just logging. And as a Native American, I was educated to forget our ways, all so we could log for money. Now, think of that, I was brainwashed. And now that I'm a tribal, now I'm a tribal leader and I'm learning and learning how the natives really manage this land and how educated and great we did, I'm like, wow, imagine if that's what you taught in your schools. If you taught how the Native Americans took care of their land here, maybe you'd have more Native Americans engage in your school. If you taught, you know, if you showed what the heroes done here in Mendocino County before you got here and actually named things after them instead of after your own family, Maybe the Native Americans would be more engaged. And so when I went back to college at 40 and graduated, I realized they're still teaching the same stuff at Sonoma State that they were in Ukiah High School. I'm just a grandpa, tribal chairman later. And I realized, like, oh, my God, you talk about having an awakening. In the last five years, I'd just my mind just explodes to where I'm like, wow. Oh, my God. And so for me, I know that the only reason i'm at that table is to protect that land I, i don't get paid from them from none of them everybody at that table but me and my team gets paid from something there gets paid from the state gets paid from something we're there only for the benefit of that land so i know for a fact that anything that we put forward and we put forward with the community is going to be way better, and I know also it'll evolve and it'll get better and get better because our number one goal is to say you no longer cut timber here for commercial use. It's that simple, and that's what we're going to push. And, but it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to, We're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn together, and we're going to try to figure out how to restore that land. That's the work we're going to do instead of cutting it for commercial use. But I wanted to take it back to the lady when I was trying to interrupt her and tell her was this is state? This is our state land. This is a private land. Private land is for furniture and housing. Just so you know, your redwoods, you don't you don't build homes out of redwoods, just decks. So we need to, you know, we need to stop some of that silly thoughts like that. You know, this is a state land. Private people don't get co- commercial companies do not get to come onto state land and extract your resources. Do that on your private land. Do that on your guys' land. This is our land. We are paying for it. It should be managed the way we want it to be managed for. It. That's restoration.
0: All right. It's Pinal Perspective. Yeah. Your host is Michael Hunter. We've got the phone lines open at 707-895-2448 this Monday morning. Uh, Michael, the phone lines are still ringing off the hook. Would you like to take Let's another do call? It.
1: Yeah. Just right. yeah. keep going.
7: Good morning, caller. Are you live on the air? Uh, yes, hi. Good morning. I wanted to say Happy Father's Day uh, to Michael Hunter. Uh, He's uh, certainly a father to the whole community here and and takes his time along with you, Alicia, regularly to bring this important topic uh, into our living rooms, if you will. And on that kind of uh, note of bringing it into our living rooms close to us, uh, the Mendocino Trail Stewards, is there a way that they can communicate other than uh, through scheduled meetings or... um, get-togethers over the internet. Is there a way that the um, perhaps the foreseeable future where you've outlined, uh, we want to do this action here, we are looking for this goal uh, by six months, is there a way that that can be uh, communicated uh, in a more uh, easily accessible way uh, than on the um, uh, internet or the Monday mornings here? And also to the two of you, thank you so very much to take your time each Monday uh, to uh, educate us and inspire us and uh, make us feel like this is a, a wonderful place to be a part of. And on that, uh, nervous talking, so I'll just let it go. But yes, is there a way that there is more accessible uh, communication? Because sometimes when you hear these things and you don't necessarily uh, go out there every other day or, or as often as you as, as and many of the people that support the issues, some of these ideas are ephemeral and don't really uh they don't settle so much and if they did you might be more inspired to go out and, and do your time and put your voice and your vote uh and so forth so uh, and, and lastly the way that um, uh Mr. Hunter or President Hunter you speak with and with Alicia it's quite nice because you break things down in a very um palatable uh way that we can hear and understand and sometimes when you have the representatives uh whether they're appointed or voted in, these are people that speak a language that is sometimes not completely understandable. And I, I on that note, the idea that the gentleman who first called in and said, uh, what is the idea, what is this force demonstrating? Uh, some of the language sometimes I think uh, covers up uh, really what's going on. So I wanted to say thank you. Uh, for talking in, uh, you know, basic uh, terms that everybody can understand. So, alrighty, uh, happy belated Father's Day! Thank you so very much to the both of you. Bye bye.
1: Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was
0: a nice call. Thank you.
7: Yeah,
1: Appreciate thank you that. so much. Wow, um, I think. Uh, do you do you have? A better, maybe, an email to throw out there. Um, well,
0: what I was thinking is that you know the Trail Stewards have a show here on KCYX. It's um, Tuesday All nights. Right. It, it altered, It's part of the rotation for the Ecology Hour at seven o'clock on Tuesday nights, and they're they're on the third thir- Tuesdays of the month, and and their next show is tomorrow. So they're going to be. I have a, the promo for their next show is um they're going to have a tribute to the life of Bill Limos, who is one of Mendocino County's yeah. uh n- naturalist, educators, environmentalists, and he did a ton of work uh, over many decades on the Jackson Demonstration State Forest, and he just passed away this month. So they're going to be talking about him, and he's his work. He's a frequent guest on on the Trail Stewards Radio Hour as well. So that'll be tomorrow night at seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, don't miss that. It's a beautiful man. He'll tell a good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mendocino Trail Stewards. Maybe hit them up on uh, if you guys are listening. They're probably listening, you know. So we got to figure something out. But go to their website, mail mendocinotrailstewards dot com, and I'm sure they have a sign up list. And then maybe hit them through social media. But we have to figure out how to do a better job of that, too. So thank you for bringing that up. Right.
0: They just had a big event at the Casper Community Center on the 11th, right? The F- Casper Forest Fest.
1: Yeah, on the 11th. It was so much fun. Was it? so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I had a blast. I had a blast.
0: My son was graduating oh from high school, so I couldn't make it this year. But, um, yeah, it was fun last year. All right, phones are still ringing off the hook. Michael, you want to take another call?
7: Let's
2: do
0: it. All right, 707-895-2448. It's Pomo Perspective. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
8: That's you, Would you want to be studied by science? Would you want to be the the object of the scientific method? I think it's something for everyone to consider in their heart. Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks, caller. Let's take another call. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Hello, caller? All right, that one hung up. Okay, well, phone lines are open, 707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective. I'm Alicia Bells. I'm live in the Ukiah studio with Michael Hunter calling in from the road where he's um, vacationing for Father's Day, well-deserved. Let's take our next call. Good
2: morning, caller. You're live on the air. Good morning. Well, you know, I mean, we keep... We keep saying that this is a resource. This is a resource. Uh, we keep viewing um, things as useful to human beings when human beings are only part of it. Uh, Where our place is is in in the line, not at the head of the line, and I think, you know, the tribes are the people who have demonstrated this and will continue to demonstrate this because they are the great survivors of our world, and so are the trees, and they're working hard, and... I just hate to see them as a resource. And I also want to say on a personal note that it's very hard for me to see you as a grandpa, Michael. It just is really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> uh, it's so beautiful. Anyway, it's
1: a, God having bless grandchildren you. children has Put me in a place to where I want to save my county for them. You know, and that,
2: yeah,
1: and when you're Native American, you think like that, or at least you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. But my goal is to build generations. And like you say, if we continue to use our old redwoods as a resource, you're not building for a future you're actually going the wrong way. And we've industrialized our county so much that we have fires every summer and the people inland do not even realize that we're doing, that we did it to ourselves. And I sit there and go, come on, we need to get engaged. The County Board of Supervisors should be out there with us in those rallies. They should be standing there with us. You know, our Senator, our Assemblyman, our Congressman, those are our leaders. Why is the only tribal leader, tribal chairman, the one doing this? And then I have to carry their burden, their leaders. We have community. We elected people to lead, and these people don't want to lead, and it's so frustrating for me because I know that my grandchildren depend on it, and so does everybody's grandchildren listening. Your grandchildren depend on it. And don't be blind anymore. You're living in smoke because you didn't do your work. So now we have to do our work and get engaged and change it. And we're going to change it, but we need to make sure everybody's working on it. Or else it's going to be a really hard change. But, yeah, I love having grandchildren. And we have to stop treating our state forest like a resource. I mean, the long game, we're screwed when it comes to the private lands. I I don't know how you get out of that one. But at least protect our state forest. We should at least be able to do that, right? And I say amen to that. Yeah,
11: thank you. Thank you, sister. <laughs>
1: right, thanks for the call. <laughs> right. Yeah, I always do the power to the people sign when I wave now because I talk to <laughs> Jill about it, you know? Like, I, I'm not embarrassed to do that. People laugh, and then they. Then I have about five or six others doing it. But I do it because I want them to know that. It's power to us. we got to empower ourselves, you know? we got to work. Time to work. It'll work. It'll work.
0: All right. Thanks for the, the call, work. caller.
1: Bye
9: bye.
0: Bye. All right, we have another call. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
11: Hi there. Um, This is Robert, falling from the coast. I'm a uh, property, a timber property owner here on the coast with a small plot uh, we logged uh, five years ago. And um, I can see that the forest is much improved after uh, our place was like much of Jackson with uh, high density small uh, trees and no light getting in and no air and uh, it's much better now that there's been a selective logging but um, I think the topic was uh, how the community should be involved and engaged in the management of Jackson and I I want to say uh, my thanks and respect to Michael and the work that he's doing and the uh the whole uh, input from the Native American community um, and I think it's invaluable I think there should be a multi-level uh, involvement and input from the community um, I think that there uh, should be published before a um, I think we should focus on restorative logging a uh, restorative management of the forest to return it to eventually what it was like before the settlers came and started chopping things down and exploiting it as a resource. Um, So I think that should be our end goal. Um, The forest is in pretty bad shape uh, now. Um, I know as a recreational user, um, many areas are overgrown. I would like to see a a scientific description of uh, tracks of... uh, uh, property that to, to be managed, and then ha- invite the community input on how uh, to restore that area. Then let the scientific people go back and do a plan, and then um, invite the community to back in to see uh, to tour the area and and understand what the plan would be, and have another round of input. Uh, there to refine plans together with the Native American community and the, uh, the, the forest users and enjoyers so that's my uh, little bit of input
1: yeah hang on with me what about um, this is in my mind it's hard to understand anything in writing for me when it comes to the forest so yeah. if they were going to do a THP we're just talking for fun In my mind, they should have a whole flyer out of dates, pre-dates that you know. So if it's this THP, it's this year, this month, you know what date you're going to go out there. And they have to explain it to us and then show us what they're going to do. So we get to see what tree goes, what tree stays. And then we would be able to say, okay, now we'll give our public comment. But right now it's just off the papers, off the papers. And it's so hard. But I want to get it to where there's no reason to be cutting just to cut at this point, you know? So we have time to restore that place. We have to, we all have to get out there, boots on the ground and have real conversations with the community, Cal Fire, Crowfoot, to say this is what it looks like and have debates because I hear, you know, when we're out there as groups, people have different ideas and it's great to hear collaboration. They're not disagreeing, people think we are, but no, we're collaborating on how to make it better. And the conversations get so much better with the community knowledge and the Native Americans standing there together and looking through the same lens, you know. And and so for me, I think what we have to say is define what notice is, what is consultation to the community. Redefine what that definition is. That's what I'm doing for the tribe, right? I'm like literally redefining in words on a document to say, this is what you have to do before anything gets approved, uh, the community needs to demand the same thing. Jag's Jag's a piece. That's not how it should work. Jag it doesn't just go to Jag. You have to be you just, the community should be able to go out there five hundred people to look at something before anything's approved at that yep. point.
11: Yeah. So, I would I would be happy to go out and boots on the ground, like you said. I'd be happy to go out and tour uh, a plot and uh give feedback uh from a, a recreational user point of view and from a, a neighbor point of view. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Thank you so they, for the call. I got oh, to figure that out. That the, the trees they plan to cut, they put tags on them and we can comment yeah. on every tree if they want. Yes, I agree.
0: All right. Thanks for that call. Michael, we're just about out of time. We've got about two and a half minutes left. Do you want to wrap it up?
1: Well, that was such a good conversation for me because i want to brainstorm you know i want to be able to collaborate too because the more i'm able to talk about it the more responses i get it advances my conversation which prepares me more for the meetings that i go into so becoming you know getting on these shows and you guys engage with me and going back and forth even though sometimes i cut people off i'm sorry but my story's full too you know so i got to make sure that i stay focused But I really appreciate people calling in and giving us some really good ideas. And the conversations were great. That was beautiful. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And, Lisa, love you. You know you always do the good work, and we'll continue to do it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Michael. And thanks for taking a moment out of your father's day celebration with your family to be on the line with us and to engage with all of the listeners who called in. Thank you callers for calling in. That's, you know, after all these years, it is incredibly gratifying to hear people, um, having a conversation community-wide about our forests. I don't know a lot uh that's more important than the future of our forests here in Mendocino County. It's something so special that we have, and our relationship with the forest is is primary. It's paramount. It's, it's what makes us who we are. So thank you so much, everybody, for caring so deeply, and, Michael, for everything that you're doing. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everybody's beautiful. Stay healthy.
0: All right, and take care. We'll be, we'll have you back uh, in in a month, the third Monday of the month here at nine o'clock on KZyx Pomo Perspective.
1: Laters.
0: Laters. Have a great trip home. Bye. And that was Chairman Michael Hunter. Uh, this is Pomo Perspective. I'm Alicia Bales, your engineer for today. We're going to make way now for, um, oh gosh, Joel Cohen and um, Music Without Borders is coming up in just one moment. I'm going to take you out with uh, the hallucination with Land Back.